1: Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity in your presence before your word and before your spirit. Speak to us in a way that will understand this morning. Let us go away from this place with our confusion healed in the name of Jesus. We submit ourselves to your word, to your spirit in the name of Jesus. Bring a change in our lives. Bring direction in the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Well, before I share the word of God, I want to make a, a quick announcement. This announcement is about our prayer and fasting for. 2023 all right like i told you last week this year's prayer and fasting is that oppression. don't think about it all right the bible tells us in philippians 4 6 that don't think about anything instead pray about everything and thank god for everything that he has done so the bible tells us that instead of thinking and worrying and And stressing and becoming anxious and becoming agitated, rather, and even becoming angry and bitter and disappointed and discouraged, rather, pray about it, pray about everything, and thank God for all He has done. Amen. So, we enter into a season, bring back our poster. We enter into a season of prayer and fasting for a period of four weeks. Amen. For a period of four weeks. And this is how it's going to play out. Week one is our prayer and fasting week, which is starting from um, tomorrow. All right? We start from 17th as well, Tuesday. So we start from Tuesday, okay, through to the weekend. So we'll meet here in the morning at 5 a.m., and then we'll meet here in the evening at 6 p.m. Two hours of, one hour of prayer in the morning, two hours of prayer in the evening, and then you yourself pray two hours, at least two hours during the day. Amen? Because for some of us, this will not be a fast if you just pray three hours, because that's the normal prayer schedule. So how different would this be from your normal prayer for exams? Do you see? So something different. So we as a church will be together to pray for a total of three hours. You also on your own, pray two hours. Find some one hour here and some one hour there to pray during the day to add to what we will do as a church. But we gather here in the morning, 5 a.m., like we did during labor to be blessed. 5 a.m. to 6, sharp. Many of us lost weight at that time. Not because the fast was different, because we were waking up early and we were praying. You sleep until 9 in a fast, and you are going to break at 12. Some of you even sleep to 11. Then you have your quiet time. Then it's time to break the fast. Yeah. Do you get it? Whilst you have your quiet time, you are preparing the food and you are tasting it is there salt in the egg? Do you get it? Uh So, we meet at five, we pray till six, and then we meet in the evening again from 6 p.m. through to 8 p.m. Amen. Then the second week, we have our season of withdrawal, okay? I'll explain to you next Sunday, but our season of withdrawal is a week. Now, that week, I'm going to Allow us all to pray about our needs, the things that we need personally. So, this one will be praying church-related prayer. And by the second week season of withdrawal, it's for us to pray for ourselves and to withdraw. So, we are going to have retreats, camps in the week. By the announcements will come out properly for you to get. Okay. Then week three is our season of our week of soul winning. All right. Would we have stopped fasting by then? I don't know. I'll tell you. Okay? But in that week, have I missed something? No, they should bring the new one. But the new one is in my head. (laughs) But they should put up the new one. 16th. No problem. We start on Tuesday, like I said. We start the fast tomorrow. We start to gather morning, evening, from. Tuesday. If there's a change, I will let you know. All right. Good. Then the week three is for soul winning. All right. You remember we did labor to be blessed. We're winning. So, yeah, week three is intensive soul winning. And week four is visitation and follow-up. Hallelujah. Visitation. How many of you can see that some of our church members, they forgot even where the church is? (laughs) It's something you are new. We've been living with it every January it's like that. So we have to wake everybody up. That's why the whole schedule is designed such so that by the time we finish, everybody is awake, including ourselves. Do you see? Some of us, we are, we, we are physically in church, but spiritually, we are not yet awake. That's why the prayer and fasting starts with us. Then we will wake up. Once we are awake, we'll go and wake our brothers. Put your hands together for Jesus. How many of you understand the simple, the simple plan? If you don't understand, ask your neighbor to explain to you in Zulu. Amen. Yeah, in Zulu. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wonderful. Okay, finish explaining, then we'll come to the preaching. Well, today for a short time, I want to share with you um, on being thankful for your salvation. Amen. How to be thankful for your salvation. Okay. Okay. And when the people are singing, especially the solo before the preaching, it's part of the preaching. Do do you get it? Don't switch. We are waiting for Bishop to come and I choose the songs myself, and I choose it according to what I'm preaching so that the song can minister to us. So media also help us with the words. Okay, if it's changing, then you are changing. If it's changing, then so that we who cannot understand the vocals of the we don't know which word is that so we can see the word on the screen do, do you see it I don't know if you spell the sound I made since you went to an Ivy League school spell it do you get, we don't know but if we see it on the screen we are happy somebody say amen Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 the Bible says let the peace of God dwell in your hearts for which you are called the saints or something like that. Is that not so? And be ye thankful. Go back to our original. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, ye are all called to live in peace. This year, may you live in peace. I said, may you live in peace. And may the peace of God also dwell in you. Amen. Amen. I said, may the peace of Christ also dwell in you. When the peace of Christ is not in you, you are always agitated. All right? You are always fretting. You are like a bodyguard looking for somebody to beat. This is like your attitude. Or you are always looking for a fight. Sometimes even there's no fight, but you are looking for one. Why is this status written? It's written to me. Do you know that me, nobody can write a status to me? No, unless it's a good status. Bastard, I take you as a coward. You can't tell me what you want to tell me. So when I see you have put a status, I say, oh, this one, I've defeated you long ago. Because me, if I want to tell you, I'll tell you in your face. You are bush in your face. Straight. You don't smile. A girl who doesn't smile, nobody's going to marry you. I tell you in your face. I won't put it on my status. Girls learn to smile. Especially dark girls. Why why would I put this on my face? waste of, waste of, waste of status space. But I'm talking about the peace of God. You know, I, 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 Look, help me to preach and stay with the message. Yesterday, I saw a guy had driven his back into a swimming pool. And I wanted to put the picture on, on my stateroom and say, Only men do these things. <laughs> so when I put this note, you say, You see, yesterday, because my wife was talking to Bishop. He has put a status to say that I'm a reckless husband. It's not about you. (laughs) But some of us are like that. The slightest thing we want to start a quarrel, the peace of God is not inside of you. So it's not that there's no peace around you. You are agitated and predisposed to fighting. I told you on Tuesday about the wife who said, the husband is not arguing, is not fighting. So her question is, who is who is he arguing with? If he's not arguing with me, who is he? (laughs) He must be arguing with somebody. I said, This wife, you don't like peace. Yeah. Then it says, And be ye thankful. Be thankful. And I'm saying that before you can be thankful, maybe two things are important to you being thankful. Number one, identifying the blessing. And number two, identifying the source of the blessing. Identifying what? The blessing. And number two, the source. Acknowledging what has been done and who has done it. If you cannot see this, you will never be thankful. A lot of wives, wives are not thankful to their husbands for marrying them. Just marrying them. Because you don't, you don't realize that it's a, it's you are blessed to be to for him to have married you. Yeah, look in the world and see all the people who are not married. I heard that ladies from a certain age, all their prayer is, "Oh God, give me a husband." Then when they get a husband, all their prayer is, "Oh God, keep this husband till they die." You have been delivered from the problem that your first one has been answered. Be thankful. Identify. This do I was having a discussion with somebody who lost something and found it. Left something in a in a, in a bus and found it. In South Africa. This is the second one as you, at my flat. One day they put it on their group. That A, a, a boat driver had come back. He was looking for somebody who came by boat and had left their phone in their car. I was shocked. This is one of my surprises. So when the person told me about the breakthrough, I said, in South Africa, where we live, our country, our beloved country, Nelson Mandela, South Africa, it can only be God. Only be God. Sometimes we don't recognize that it's God who has done the thing. And number two, the first is recognizing that the thing is a blessing. That's the first problem. Sometimes we are so fixated on what we don't have. We are so fixated on what is wrong. We are so fixated on what has not been solved. We don't even notice that we are blessed. You don't even notice that you have something good going on. So that's the first thing, to notice what has been done for you. And number two, to notice who has done it for you. To notice who has done it for you. Growing up, I always tell my children, everything in the house, I provide it. Your mother may be the one giving it to you, but I provide it. Sometimes with her money. But I provide it. So, you know, because growing up, you see when people succeed, they come on television, they say, I want to thank my mother. I want, I always say, where's your father? Where's your father in order? So, I warn my children. If you break through in life, And you appear in an interview. And you don't mention my name. Even if I'm dead, I wake up and come and beat you. (laughs) And go back to dead. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't recognize who has done the thing for you. So it makes you, although you are grateful to have the thing, you direct your gratitude towards the, the wrong person. And one of the things we have to be particularly grateful for It's our salvation. It's our what? Salvation. I could have said, let's be thankful for our cars. But not all of us have cars. I would have said, let's be thankful for our houses. But not all of us. Let's be thankful for our education. No, no. Something we all have in common is salvation. And we have to recognize that it's a great blessing that God has given to us. Great, great blessing. Bible says, for God loved the world so much, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, it's God out of God's love and God's mercy. That's why we are saved. Now, let's look at Paul. First Timothy chapter 1. I'm reading from verse number 12. It says, I thank Jesus Christ our Lord. Who had enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Who was before? Now Paul is discussing, Paul is describing what we were before we were saved from this word. Who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, and injurious? If you don't understand any of these words, just lift your hand, I'll explain to you. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. He says I was a blasphemer. I was somebody who used to talk about spiritual things foolishly and anyhow. Criticize God, criticize the things of God, criticize the church like that. I can say some of you have these people. In fact, some of you were like that. I'm sure if I didn't get born again, that's how I would be. Because when I look at all my classmates on our WhatsApp group, how they are. Everything, the slightest thing, they start. Pastors are this, this are that. One day I asked them, are all lawyers good? One day they brought something about a certain lawyer, something. I said, if it was a pastor, you would be breaking the roof by now. But this is a type of bad lawyer. In every profession, there's a type of something that we all don't like. But when it comes to church, you see, eh, will freak out. And some of us were like that. Pastors are charlatans. Pastors are churches are taking our money. How much do you give? How much do you give? How much do you even give for the church to take your money? Hallelujah. And how often do you even give? A persecutor, somebody who was Making problems and trouble for Christians. Paul was going around killing Christians. He had a list of all Christians and pastors, killing them. It's like he has a whole army to attack Christians. Injurious means somebody who causes injury. Injurious means somebody who causes injury to people and to things. This was his state. But he says, What happened to me? I oppressed. Tainted mercy. Many of us, if I know many, all of us have a past. That's why we sing the song. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a song. Everyone's a little different. We've all done wrong. Then the savior came and he took a blame, changed everything. That's it. We all have something. Even the most Self-righteous, the most righteous people, pastors only lay and go. They all, look, one day we went for his 50th birthday celebration and then he started to talk. He started to tell us how he lived and how he, before he became born again, then he became born again. As I was listening to him, I said, hey, this guy, look, God, is, God has really forced. Yeah, God has really forced. To go into the stories, even today, somebody told me one day they took my blood. When they look at their blood, they say they can't do anything with it. That's how contaminated my blood is. They say they can't do anything this blood. No, it will rather even make the patient sick. Yeah, it will rather make the patient sick. Yeah, but what happened? We obtained mercy. God showed us mercy and we must be thankful to God for it. Let's go on verse 14. Thankful for our salvation that he showed and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. It's like God decided to be gracious to us and to save us. Now the question is, how do we say thank you? What is the right response to this great mercy that we have enjoyed? What is the right response? The right response is to say thank you. It's to be grateful for It's to be thankful for it. So how do we say thankful? Do we say thank you for the salvation? How? Now we see from Paul, when he was giving an account to King Agrippa in Acts 26. His account to King Agrippa in Acts 26. He shows us how he was thankful. I read it to you two weeks ago. He said, "He said, say, Bishop says here that say thank you to God by being obedient to your heavenly visions." Verse nineteen of Acts twenty six. He says, "Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was I was not disobedient unto my heavenly visions." It is important that we follow the visions of God for our lives. What heavenly visions have God given us? Apostle Paul received a vision vision at the very beginning of his Christian life. He followed the vision to the end. You must be obedient to the visions that God has given to you. This will be your way of saying thank you to him. God has forgiven you for all your wickedness and your perversions. How do you say thank you? Now, the question is, did we all have heavenly visions? Vision refers basically to to a plan. So our way of saying thank you is to follow the plan that God has for our lives. Why he saved us. This is what Muruti was sharing with us on the 31st night, serving the purpose for which he saved us. Tyler, play for me. Why did he save you? Why did he save you? Why did Jesus save us? We had a song like that. Why did he save us? Why did he save you? So I can be a soul set free. Why did he save you? So I can be his child forgiven. Why, why did he save you? So what? Grace and mercy, then what? Why did he say Grace and mercy, to take his glory to the nation. That's why he saved us. So that we can take his glory to the nations. That's why Jesus saved us. That's why we were saved. Yeah. Why did he save us? To show his grace and mercy. Why did he save us? So we can be forgiven. Why did he save us? So that our souls can be set free. But why did he also save us? So we can show his glory to other people. That's how we say thank you. This is the reason why we were saved. So that we can show God's glory to other people. So that other people can be saved through our salvation. That's why we have been saved. Until we are doing that, we are not expressing gratitude to God. No, we are not. Some of us are saved and we are so self-absorbed. It's like we are just, we are the main people in the movie and we are so focused on ourselves. Instead of fulfilling the reason. I mean, I told you buy a kettle, you take it to home, it can't boil water. You'll be so angry. Some of us have pressing irons. We now use them as door stoppers. Somebody say Amen. It can't heat up anymore. It can't iron anymore. Even in this heat, it can't iron. It can't iron. All you can use it for is a weapon to defend yourself or as a door stopper. What type of iron is this? Useless iron. Sometimes Jesus is looking at us and he's thinking waste of blood. Waste of blood. I shed my precious blood to save these people. They are just sitting in their glorious church and enjoying their glorious music and their glorious pastor and their glorious members and their glorious church. Whilst others are languishing and perishing out there. The heat outside should tell you that hell will not be an easy place. Yeah. I look at the heat one of the days I told myself I'm not built for hell. No, 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 I'm not built for hell. No, no, I won't do well. You know, there are places that I know I won't do well at. One is jail. I won't do well at jail. But another one is hell. No, I won't do well at hell. Look at the heat. Out there. Look at me sweating. This is just 37 degrees. Somebody said 37%. <laughs> yeah. I'm not built for hell. But people are there languishing, going to hell. Some are waking up from Papalaza this morning. Wake, they are Papalaz from Friday, Saturday. This morning they are waking. They don't know what day it is. They will realize what day it is tomorrow. When it's time to go to work. Yeah. One, one, one pastor, he told us, I used to disappear on Thursday to reappear on Monday. Yeah, especially when I'm paid. I just disappear that Friday. I'll drink my life away till Monday. And or whichever one happens first, either the money finishes or Monday. People are languishing out there. And God is expecting that we will we will, as a sign of gratitude, go out there and reach out to them and save the purpose for which he saved us. Unfortunately, we are building our marriages, building our families, looking after our children, working on our school. We are working on everything apart from the reason why we were saved. Imagine you bring somebody to your house to help you. The person does everything apart from the thing you want them to come to. The thing the thing you brought them to the house to do. Apart from the thing you brought them to the house to do. Like I have somebody who helps me at home. I get the feeling that the person thinks that she works for my children instead of me. Like I'm, I don't have problems with the person, but I get a feeling because the way my children's things are taken care of, I, I was thinking, look, you will start with me, because they don't pay for it, I pay for it, I pay for it. No, I get it. I, one day even I told my wife that this this madam she thinks that it's these children who pay. So my mother said, my wife told me no. Is because you give the money to the children to give to. So, uh, that's why. But that's the feeling I get. that Oh no, my children's things are more important to her than me that I pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a problem with the children, you can't lose your job. But if you have a problem with me, that's your job. So imagine you've brought some, the person does everything. You've gone to bring a a wife. She does all other things apart from the main thing you you brought her for. You brought a teacher to come and teach your child mathematics. The teacher is teaching the child Zulu, um, Africans, English, and not teaching maths. Meanwhile, it's math that you brought the teacher for. Many of us, that's how we are saying thank you to God. We are saying thank you to God by polishing up our lives. And handling things that are not the main reason. It's not like, do you think God doesn't care about it? No. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. All other things shall be. For your father in heaven knows. That you have need of all these things. All these other things. Your father knows that you have need of it. But you seek my kingdom first. And in addition to giving you my kingdom, I'll give you all these things. In addition to it. In addition to it. In addition. So, let's make the reason for our salvation our primary focus. Number two. I'm giving you three of them. Then we can continue. Number two. Say thank you for your salvation by continuing faithfully and relentlessly in your call till the end. Say thank you for your salvation by continuing in your calling till the end. Verse 22 says, having therefore obtained help from God, I continued And to this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those things which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Paul said, "Let's." He continued to the end, to the day that he had been arrested, because this was him being tried. He was under. He was being tried. He said, "After today, I've continued. It's easy to start. It's easy to start your salvation. It's easy to get born again. But you have to continue to the end. You have to continue to the end. People start, they stop. They start, they stop. People start, they even fall alongside. You start small, you backslide small. I mean, it's like you have a yo-yo. You are like a yo-yo, you go and come, go and come. Right now, we don't even know, though you are here physically in the flesh, we don't know what state you are in. The ice is finished. But at least it's still cold. But at least you are still here. Which means, you are still fighting. You are still pressing on. Yeah. Let's decide that we are going to continue to the end. This year, there should be no backsliding in your life. Uh, I, I, I've run a list. You are old enough to decide that this is the thing I want to do. I want to serve God. It's not I'm testing God. Okay, I'm testing God. How many years are you going to test God? I'm testing God to see if God is really God or not, or if serving God will be nice or not. You have tested enough. I said you have what? Look, when did I pray for you to receive the Holy Ghost? What year? What year? 2021. Oh, Charlie, it's been long enough. Has it not been long enough? When did you come to my office to come and ask that you only want to hear preaching about Jesus Christ and nothing else? What year was that? It's been long enough. Blantina, hey, you, you came to see me in my office. When did you come? Three years ago. Is it just three? Are you sure? It was in 2018, 2019, maybe 2019. It's been long enough. Hey, you, when? It's been long enough. How many of you can see that it's been? Can they ca- hey, you, you came to see me in this office. Remember when I used to use this office? Yeah, you came to see me in this office. It's, hey, when was it that you were hijacked or mad and you were running away? When was that? It's long enough. Is, do you, uh, if I start telling the stories, I have this. Hey, you, was I not with you in Deban? It's long. When were we in Deban together? Oh, it's to, 2017. It's long enough. I mean, how many of you can see that? It's long enough. You, 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 you. I remember. There was a holiday. You went home. You said you have gathered the whole day this mate for Jesus. When was that? 2017. Look, by now, if God was going to disappoint you, he should have disappointed you. He yeah, should have disappointed you. Two boys have disappointed you already between that time and now. No, I don't mean this one. No. I'm just talking generally. Why do you make it somebody's problem? Why are you guys like that? Why, why are you like that? Uh, Temba, when did you have that shock? That shock. That, 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 that shock. When, when was that? 20, you have forgotten. It. It's been long enough. It's been long enough. I said, it, tell the neighbor it's been long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Justine, do you remember you, you the first time? No, forget about Even before that one, you came to the office. We used to meet first timers here, eh? There was a time we started to meet first. No, here. I was here. Yeah, we've done a lot of changes. I was here. When she came, usually when you talk to first-timers, they don't say anything. They are as blank as a blank sheet. So they don't say anything. Then she she raised, when I finished talking to them, she raised her hand to ask a question. She asked me a very strange question. It's like Tapello's question. But a good question. She said, I want to know the name of my pastor. Yeah, that's the question she had. I, was, I, I became confused because nobody has asked me such a question before. She said, she said to me, I want to know the name of my pastor. Then I said, my name is. Then I mentioned my name. From that day up to now, I've been pastoring here up to today. Yeah. It's been long. If it was this office, then it's been long enough. It's been long enough. It's been long enough. By now, you know Jesus. So, let us write on. Let's write. Stop this. Tricks, antics, shenanigans. Stop all of it. And let's focus on Jesus and let's follow him. And let's be determined to follow him to the end. <laughs> yeah, stop these games. It's like I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. By now you should have passed the state where a girl can take you out of Christ. You sh- by now you should have passed the state where a job can take you out of Christ. By now you should have passed the stage where marriage can take you out of Christ. Children can take you out of Christ. You should pass there by now. These are all junctions in your life, small, small temptations to see where you lean towards, whether you lean towards your flesh or you lean towards your spirit, just to see. And these are all things you must pass. It's like stops, stops. Like when you pick a taxi from um, wherever, in Bali to, to town, I'm sure there are stops on the way. If you are going to Macro, there's a place you have to come off. If you go past if you are going to Hulamine, I mean, there's a place you have to come off. Now, once you pass, that means you are not going to Hulamine. I mean. Once you pass the other stop, you are not going to Macro. Once you pass it, then you are going to your destination. By now, you should have passed all those stops. Stop. Even by now, you should have passed the stop where sin is battling with your stay in Christ. We are preaching. Nine minutes. There's enough time.
0: Why not you should have passed
1: it? Where you are now a proper Christian, where it's not like you are living in sin. It's like you are just sinning. Are you a baby? At a certain point, we expect a baby to stop messing up themselves. Yeah, you have to Happy birthday. You have twins. How old are the twins now? 19 months. Are they still susceptible to the things they were susceptible to when they were two months? No, they are growing. Ex- there are things you expect. Are they not walking? I saw them walking in a video. I even see that now they are eating pap. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Zimbabwean pap. Yeah. Yeah. It's what? Saza. Saza. Yeah, it's the Zimbabwean pap from Zim. Do you know it? Yes, you don't know it. You don't know it. What are you eating? Rice from Zim. Okay, rice. No, you are just like me. Rice every day. Yeah. She's from the suburbs, eh? Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the things, things they used to do. Hey, the guy, um, Neymar, your son, what's he called? Pillar. Has he not stopped doing some things? That guy likes show more than anybody in the world. He's like Neymar. You kick him here. You roll all the way to the mall. I'm telling you. Look, when the children are playing play and you hear somebody crying, it is him. We took them out, all the children out recently. We are all playing soccer. He wants to call the ball, catch the ball. Nobody should play. I said, that's not how the game works. That's not, and I remember two years ago, yeah, two years ago on my birthday, we were playing a game, me, him, and Eden, with a ball. I roll it to Eden, Eden gives it back to me. I roll it to him, he has to, when he goes to me, he doesn't want to give it to anybody. I said, the, but he wants us to still be playing the game. I said, the game cannot work like that. It works with it, you giving it, so that it can come back to you. But I'm sure he has stopped weaving, he has stopped doing, he can tell you, I want to go to to the law, I want to do this, I want to, he can tell you. Amen. As a Christian, by now you should pass some stages. You can't still be living in fornication how passer you are fornicating like a wife. Like a way a wife has sex. Even the wives are not having sex like that. Paul wrote to the church of Galatia. He said, that it is reported commonly amongst you that there's fornication amongst you. Even the type of fornication that unbelievers don't practice. Yeah, even unbelievers don't do that. Unbelievers see you and see, this guy is bad. Hey, this girl is very bad. And you are in the church, you sing in the choir. Yeah, by now you should pass that stage. You should pass. You have been around long enough. And it's demons. It's not demons. It's you. Please stop blaming demons. Look, I had a meeting with the demons. They've told me there are some things it's not them. The ones that are them, they can tell me, but this is not them. It's not them. Yeah, by now you should Stop. You should stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this year, I'm coming hard on fornicators. Better change. Yeah. Because I feel that fornication eh, is one of the lies and fornication. It's one of the biggest doors to, I talked about lies last week, is that not? Yeah, it's one of the biggest doors for demonic operations and demonic presence. Yeah, it's one of the biggest lies in fornication. That's why I'm coming down. I mean, you're a Christian in the church, you have condoms. What do you do with condoms? Do you, do you sell them? Are you a trader? Are you a, tra- are you a Somalian? Are you a Mexican? Some of you right now in your pocket brothers, if we look in your pocket now. Some of you even have it on Mr. D food. Mr. D food, you can just order and they deliver it now. I mean, you know that Mr. D, I'm talking about delivery, delivery, not necessarily food, delivery. So you go and tell Mr. D food that bishop is pretty against you no. if i order my food they won't bring it please yeah i'm telling you you know you i mean you have it in every corner if you stretch your hand on this bed there are 14 over there if you put your hand under this there is i watched a, a, a movie not so long ago and a girl was dealing in gang, guns she said thief but she was dealing in guns so they went for a, a heist and it didn't work. No, they went for a heist and they had to escape. And where she had gone to live, in the house. Look, you, you move the kettle, there's a gun in the kettle. You move the glass, there's a weapon. It's like everywhere. She's armed everywhere. Yeah, you see the table is standing there. The legs are guns. Hey, ever ready. So if you attack her and even she's in the bathroom, there are a lot of, enough guns in the bathroom. Some of you are like that, arm to the teeth. With condoms. We don't know whether you are trying to make a hot air balloon to fly away or what. We don't even know. Meanwhile, you are in the church. I said you must pass the stage where sin, sin, It's threatening your existence in the church. Your existence in Christ. Your your existence in Christ is always under threat because of sin. Yeah. Drinking. All these things must stop. You have been around long enough. Leave it for those who have just come. They are now trying to sort themselves out. But you, you have been seven years still drinking. Oh. Oh. Even you are now advising church members that drink a little. I mean, you can't have everything straight. Be crooked a little. So the angels can have some work to do. This year, all those things are ending. They are ending they are ending. Our salvation, we are thankful for it and we are staying to the end. Yeah. Staying to the end. These small, small things, small, small vices, you see, what they do is that they eat away your soul. They eat away your soul. So, and it's with our soul that we used to love God, serve God, enjoy God, not your spirit or your body, your soul. So when it's eating away your soul, now you are in church, but you can't enjoy church anymore. Church is not, I mean, that's why people make this, usually when people you know, when I first came to the church, the church was very nice. Now the church is not as nice as it was. Their soul is being eaten away. Go and check, there's always sin. Because at the time that they say they are not enjoying the church, somebody's enjoying the church at that time. So is it like the church is not nice anymore? No, your soul. Either be eaten up by bitterness, by offense, by sin. These are the things that eat up your soul. Bitterness, offense, sin, and disobedience. They eat away your soul. Yeah. Disobedience hardens your conscience and your soul. So now you, the same thing that you could, it's like painkiller. Painkillers. There are schedules of painkillers. Schedule one, schedule two, schedule three, schedule four, schedule five, and I think other schedules. The lowest one is said, the one, Panado and those people. this spring, this spring and those people, they just take it. If you keep taking it, time will come said, the one won't work for you anymore. So we now have to give you Brufin and his brothers. Brufin. Then Brufin till you get to a state, you've taken too much, so it doesn't work anymore. So now you, we give, we start giving you my and things. From there, doctor has to prescribe. Yeah, doctor has to pre- prescribe because from there anything you take makes you high. Can make you high. I don't want to mention because the people are watching. By the time I realized they've started taking it, so I was going to I was going to mention a couple of them. <laughs> so what? I can't trust the people anymore. So let me not mention. Oh, Bishop, you have given me an idea. No, no, no. By the time your grandmother sees her pills that are there, they are disappearing. I say your conscience becomes hardened. So the things you enjoy, you don't enjoy anymore. And remember that your strength in the Lord comes from your joy. I say it again your strength in Christ, your strength to stay and to press on, comes from your joy. That's why the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, when it says the joy of the Lord is it's not saying that when God is happy, then we are strong. It's saying the joy we dis- derive from God, the joy we derive from serving God, makes us strong. Makes us strong. The joy we get from God, that's what makes us strong. That's why you see, if you're a wife, your husband does something that makes you happy, you become strong. Now, when she, he does something that makes you sad, you become weak. That's how it is. So the more we enjoy God, the more we become strong. That's why I said, let these saints, let these sins die so that you can enjoy God more. And as you enjoy God, more strength is built. You have what pornography? Even the actors in the pornography know you. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. My time is up. My time is up. Okay, sit down. Sit down. Look, we have other things on the schedule. It's not only me. Yes. You have what pornography. Uh, even the pornographers know you. Yeah. Yeah, you have subscribed and everything. Now top, top view, top viewer, top subscriber. So now when they are coming to start their show, they say a shout out to yeah, a shout out to. They give a shout out to you. they are coming to start, they wait for you to come online before they can start. When you are not yet online, they don't start. They'll be playing music and showing old pictures. You see, when I said it, all of you thought in your head, how is it possible? Now you see, look, you are just like my wife. All of you combined, you are like my wife. Anything I say, my wife say, oh, no, 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 it can't be. It's not possible. That when we start to talk about this, you re, "Ah, yes, that's how my life has been. Some, one way or another, I'm always a few steps ahead when I said it, and I, if I had gone home, you'd have gone home and be go, oh, Bishop, what, how can he say, how can this thing be true? How can he say such a thing? And then how can he say that this thing is what it is, when it is what it is, and it's not what it is? How does he know that? That's what I've told you. You have viewed that they now know you. <laughs> so when they come, they say, oh, um, at, 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 logo, at logo ZY has not come. Let's wait for at logo ZY. They know your IP address. They know where you are logging on from. Shout out to At Logo all the way from Peter back, Brown Street, number fourteen, Brown Street, unit four, <laughs> room number three, <laughs> room opposite the bathroom. Is coming. Please wake him up. Neighbors can the neighbors wake him. this year all these things are coming to an end because we are determined to say thank you for saving a sinner like me by following him to the end no more games no more i do it a little i don't i'm in half a bit half in half out no 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 we are in we are in and i can say you have been in long enough to know that you want to be in so let's be in completely hallelujah hallelujah. But I think I have to bring the service to a close. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. We continue, God willing, next Sunday. Lift your hands and pray for yourself and say, Lord, I'm thankful for myself.
0: Somebody cry out to God and thank Him, thank Him, thank Him for what He has done in your life. Thank Him for your salvation. Thank you for saving you. Thank Him from wherever He took you from. Thank thank Him for His mercy. And thank, thank you him for his, his grace. Thank you for your mercy. Paul said, I obtain mercy. Thank you, Lord for I your obtain, mercy. But I obtain mercy. Thank you, Lord, thank, thank you for,
1: for mercy. his
0: mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for his grace. Thank you for for his love. Thank you for your which love Which has led God. to our salvation. It has led to Ramaya our, Ramaya our, salvation. Salvation. our salvation. Father, we thank Lord. you. Thank you, Lord, we bless for saving O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you for your mercy, O God. Upon yes, me, oh Lord. Lord. Mercy upon me, O God. Mercy, we will serve you to the end. We will serve you to the end. We will save you to the end. Pray that you will fulfill the purpose for which Christ died for you.
1: That Christ died for you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for this great opportunity that will fulfill the purpose for which you died for us—to be, to be saviors of men, to be doors by which others will see your glory. In the, In the name of, of Jesus. Thank, Maria, Maria, thank you, O God. Thank, so I Lord, I thank I I so so you, O so. God. Lord, thank you. We will serve you to the end. To the end. Pray that you will serve God go. to the end. Oh, will to the very end. To the to very end. To, to the very to end. To the very end, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of
0: Jesus.
1: In the name of
0: Jesus. In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.
1: Father, we thank you. We bless you. We are thankful to you for our salvation. We acknowledge that you have shown us mercy. We have obtained mercy before you for our salvation. We were messed up. We're in a horrible place. We're far from you but you reached out. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for saving us. For that, We will serve you to the end. We will serve you till the very end, Lord. As a way of saying thank you. As a way of saying thank you to you. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Wow, why don't you put your hands together for the Lord.